standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. It is Thursday, the second day of the third month. For those of you that don't know, it's March the 2nd. And in case you haven't been following along, tonight is the night Chris Ann Hall is going to be speaking in downtown McKinney at Redemption Point Church, 700 East Lamar. Come and join us. We're going to be talking about the Constitution. We're going to be talking about how and why in federalism, nullification and interposition are valid, important, and irreplaceable. We're going to talk about why the states matter and how and why the states should be leading the charge to protect liberty. Now that that announcement is out of the way, let me also remind you that I'm here five days a week. I try and get it out by 3.15 so you can listen on your ride home or the very next morning. I do my level best to stick to local politics with an application of basic principles that everybody that's quote-unquote right of center generally agrees on. I will defend liberty always. I acknowledge freely that I am probably in that 99th percentile and not everybody's going to agree with me on everything. And I'm quite okay with that. But I want you to do me the honor of listening and considering. And if you feel particularly motivated, you can comment. You can question. That's what it's here for. We do pivot many, many times to the state level because I think that we can still have an impact at the state level, and we can get things done. I don't believe D.C. is fixable. I weep for our Constitution, but that's what we have to work with. I don't want to throw it away. I don't want to acknowledge its demise. I want to enforce it, and I want to enforce it boldly and proclaim it is still the highest law of the land. And until such time that it cannot be redeemable, That is what I will continue to do. And everything that is permissible and everything that is not excluded from actions within said constitution are things that we should look at and should be using. We have to be willing to fight the battles as they're put before us. We have to be willing to stand on firm ground. And we have to be willing to work with people that are our allies, even though we don't always 100% agree. Because unfortunately, if we were to go about throwing everybody to the curb that doesn't meet the threshold of 95% or 90% or 87%, we're going to be left standing there alone. We need to work with people that agree with us on the vast majority of things, agree to set aside our minor differences and work for the greater goal. I also will freely acknowledge there are deal breakers. For instance, if you're going to run for state office and you don't believe the state has any authority, I'm sorry. If you want to run for a municipal office, okay, maybe. If you want to run for a federal office, that's dangerous, but I don't really have a problem with that. But if you're going to run for state office and you don't believe the state has any authority, yeah, I'm out. Likewise, if you're going to run for a municipal office and you think that that the fact you got 33% to 50% of the voters means that you have the ability to do whatever you want and you have a mandate from heaven 
No, that's a problem. You're supposed to work together. You're supposed to have a difference of opinions. You're supposed to have discussions and acknowledge and encourage different points of view to come up with an agreeable solution and a way forward. So again, that's what we're looking for. That's what we want. So I unveiled, uh, I want to say maybe it was Tuesday night, the tagline, (laughs) my tagline, if you will, the one that I think is very, very appropriate. Somebody else may use it and that's what it's there for, to be used. But McKinney families deserve better. We just do. We pay a lot of money, both to the city and the school district, and we have a right to demand that one, we're being heard, two, we're being considered, and our concerns are, quite frankly, part of the equation, and that they're open to ideas and they're open to adjusting their grandiose plan for what they want to do. Unfortunately, we don't see that very often, which is why I support anybody that wants to run against an incumbent. I will even support somebody that's left of centered, but is principled over the incumbents that we have. Now, I'm not going to vote for that person, but I will more than willingly interview them, give them an opportunity to speak their piece. I will be more than willing to treat them fairly in front of people and give them an opportunity to speak their piece. And we all need to be willing to do that. Unfortunately, this is a certain segment of our society that is not willing to do that anymore. They want to drown you out. They want to use their heckler's veto. They're afraid that ideas might change people's minds, that education might expand somebody's thought process. And notice I said education, not indoctrination. Education is something that I feel is very important. Education is something that is largely personally driven. If you want to know something more about a topic or an issue, and you take the time to read about it or study it or watch videos or listen to programming or or whatever, you're going to have a far better idea of what's in fact going on and what the principles and the issues are at play there that you're going to have an intelligent opinion or an informed opinion far more so than if you just pick up the talking points for whomever is on your team. That is not a good way forward. So, I've heard it said that there's a certain segment that goes to these meetings and they're just driven by politics. They're ideologues. They're not willing to work to come up with a solution. They're not willing to um, accept that their ideas aren't a majority. Well, I reject that because I will say you the same person that's claiming that those other people are ideologues and they're not worthy of our consideration are doing the same thing that they're accusing you of. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's called projection. We know better than you. We already know what's right and we don't care what you think and we're not going to listen to you. That's not the American way. We can do better. We deserve better. Now, I have no problem with somebody that wants to disagree with me. I would cherish an opportunity to have an adult conversation with somebody that wants to take a different tactic or a different look at something or issue or concern. And I think we probably will find out we often agree with what the problem is. It's the solution that we're going to have an issue with. 
But if we're not willing to have that discussion, we're never ever going to solve the problem. If we're going to just keep pointing fingers saying, well, red guy says that, so it's wrong, or blue guy says that, so it's wrong, without considering, well, yeah, actually, we agree with them. That is an issue. It should be addressed. Now, I'm not comfortable with their issue being fixed or addressed in this way, but perhaps we could look at it this way, or perhaps we could do this. Case in point, I am concerned with a great number of things that are happening. I will be working on addressing those and asking questions, leading questions that want people to go and do their own research. I specifically don't want you to trust me and what my opinion is on it. Now, I want you to agree with me long term, but I don't want you to just say, well, Callis thinks that, so obviously he's right. Of course, the flip side is I don't want you to say, well, Callis thinks that, so obviously he's wrong. No, I want you to go and think about it yourself. I want you to investigate it yourself. I want you to come to your own conclusion. I want you to be an informed voter, an informed citizen. I want you to be involved. That's part of the reason why I do what I do. If I uh, insinuate that, you know, the sky is blue, I will not be heartbroken if you go out and look at the sky and say, well, yeah, that's kind of blue. Maybe it's a little more teal or purple blue or whatever, but it's clearly not green or yellow. That's fine. That's fine. But we have to also be attached to reality. We have to understand what's what. And I think that when you're talking about numbers that are so large, 400 million dollars comes to mind that a city would take on in debt on a gamble, right? I'm fairly certain, I'm fairly certain that most people would not drive up to Choctaw Casino and take half of their life savings or a third of their total yearly income and go gamble it on a blackjack table. I'm fairly certain you wouldn't do that. And I don't care how good a blackjack player you are or poker player you are, you're not going to take money that you need to function and gamble on the possibility that you might win a little something, something. And it seems to me that's what we're going to be looking at doing. It seems to me they're going to push forward this idea that the city needs to do all this work with the airport and expand and spend our money to do that. When the reality is allegedly... According to Rainey Rogers, we've had three private entities come to us and want to strike a deal so that they can build out the airport and they can run it. Why wouldn't we let them do this? Why wouldn't we be thrilled to death that a private company is willing to come in and invest their own capital and take their risk on their company that maybe makes it successful? We would all still benefit, but no, no the hubris within our city leadership that they can run the airport better than people that actually run airports is amazing to me. But that's where we're at. So it comes down to show me the money, right? What do I mean? They think that they're going to be able to run the airport better So they think they're going to be able to show us the money. Well, I'm telling you right now, I have my doubts. I like the idea of an airport. I like the idea of an expanded airport. I'm not opposed to progress. I've said this time and time again, but why should Alan Frisco and 
Plano all benefit from our expense. What are we going to get out of it? I want to see their money. Show me their money. And then maybe I'm on board with that. But I still think the best avenue is a private company comes in and does it. We get, we still get our cut. Of, we still get our piece of the action, but somebody else takes that risk, and it's a giant risk. Do not be deceived. They're going to trot out all sorts of things, saying how well, this is what we expect to see, and this is how much money the city is going to see. Sure, if everything happens exactly like they say it's going to happen, because you know it's a model, just like the same models that have shown that. Uh, New York was going to be under the water and that it was going to be 20 degrees hotter and all the ice caps were going to be melted. Just like the model that said that we were all going to be dead from COVID. Just like the model that said, you know, you've heard this story before. And if you're my age, you heard that we were all going to die in the next great ice age. That didn't happen either. That's not to say there's no validity to studies. It's just to say that he who pays for the study gets the results he wants. Folks, they want our money. They want the control. They have the hubris to think they can do better than people that actually do that for a living. And they also know that it's going to be our pocketbooks that deserve the cost, not theirs. And that's just a non-starter for me. We can do better. We should do better. We deserve better. And just in case you're wondering that $100 million stadium that's in McKinney, which is pretty nice. I mean, I've been in it a couple times. It's nice. But that's a net loss every year. Plus, we're paying the debt on it. And I don't care how many events they put on there because of where they put it. Those people are going to go down into Allen and spend their, their money at the restaurants in Allen. They're going to stay in Plano and Allen and Frisco because they have more um, locations to stay because this is not thought out well. Oh, but hey, don't worry. We have the Sheridan that the city runs and doesn't run well because, you know, they're going to do a better job running the airport. Ladies and gentlemen, we have not been paying attention. We need to confine government to what government does well which is spend our money and perform basic services that we all benefit from. They need to stay out of running event centers. They need to stay out of running hotels. They need to stay out of running airports. They need to stay out of all this other stuff that's going to have a giant risk and consequence for the rest of the city when they do a poor job of running it. Oh, and then by the way, they'll go ahead and have to sell it at some point in the future, probably at a loss to some friends of the city, don't you know? Or worse yet, they'll do the exact opposite. They'll get the friend of their city to come in and build a nice uh, facility. And then when that doesn't quite work out, then we're going to pay a whole bunch of money to buy that property. And then we're going to just, you know, put city offices in there or something. It's like they break open your piggy bank every year around here. It should be bothersome. It should be concerning to you. But apparently, the vast majority of the people in the city of McKinney just don't care. Or at least, the vast majority of the people that make up the 6% that went and voted in the last election don't care. What I'm suggesting to you is, 
Whether you believe me or not, whether you like me or not, go do your own research and then show up at the polls and vote and vote for both your pocketbook, your brain and your heart because McKinney families do deserve better. We deserve leadership that's going to not want to do risky things with our tax money. We decide we deserve leadership that wants to improve things and looks to a, a consistently proving, improving program or process. And that's not what we're getting right now. Like I pointed out earlier this week, I find it highly dubious that we did an entire search of all available new superintendents. And well, the best one we could find was the guy that's been um, a second run assistant superintendent in McKinney for a year and a half to two years or whatever it is. Who cares? Seems to me that there are plenty of other good options out there that we could have gotten and we probably could have paid them less. And unless of course that's what this is all about, right? Cause it's our money and they like to spend our money. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore, but I'm very concerned. I'm very, very concerned that they just don't care. And they show that all the time when they dismiss people coming in to talk about these things. And it's not just McKinney. If you've been following along, they have all sorts of problems in Prosper. They have some issues out in Frisco and well, <laughs> I've lost track of what's going on in Allen and Plano, quite frankly, because there's just so much stuff to deal with right out my backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to fix our municipal leadership. We have to deal with the city government and the school district. And until we deal with those things, it really doesn't matter what goes on in DC. And honestly, until we fix those things, there's very little we're going to be able to do about Austin either. It's an investment. It takes time. We can turn it around. And like I said yesterday, or maybe it was Tuesday, the week's getting away from me. There is hope. There is the seeds of liberty have been planted. I plant one or two every day that I possibly can. I encourage you to do the same. We have to we have to invest in our future. We have to make the best effort to continue to improve where we live, where we spend our time. If not for our children, for our grandchildren. We have a great place to live. We have a nice city. We have a decent school district. Nobody's hating on them. Nobody says they're terrible. No, nobody even hates any individuals involved with it. It's just, we can do better. We deserve better, but that's going to require some effort. That's going to require paying attention. That's going to require being involved. So I'm asking you, are you willing to make that investment? Are you willing to just go out and do it. And with that, I'm cutting it short. Remember, I'm going to see you tonight. 630 Redemption Point Church. Chris Ann Hall is coming. And we're going to get to see just the how and the why the states matter and how they should function and interact with the federal government. We do have a federalist system. We need to remember it. And our government at the state level needs to act like it. 
And with that, this is today's episode of According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.